the dual fresh meat and the island format references. Old school challenge formats for the win. Oh, kinda, at least a little, a little bit. Plus, conquest has begun. Purges are here for good. Some friends make up while others break up. Ed wins big, but plays soft. James becomes Mariah's fourth chihuahua. And Doris gets put in a horrible spot. All thanks to Jay, who has officially entered his villain era. It's the challenge. Battle for a new champion episode 15 recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge Universe. We are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me on this Wednesday night. 15 episodes, nay, 16. I've It's been so long, months and months at this time that I forgot there was the launch special, episode zero, so kind of the 16th episode. Plus, we had the season preview for the 17th week in a row. Going on to month five, we are here to discuss Battle for a New Champion. Episode 15 is what we are here to cover tonight. An unbelievable episode in my estimation. Yes, I did. I had some things that I did not particularly like about the format. Who ended up going home certainly wasn't who I would have picked. A couple people acting like fools, but... <laughs> That's all some interesting stuff to talk about. And plus, there was a lot of really good fun and other very interesting and very entertaining things to discuss. So while uh, the uh, the Twitter streets and the Instagram streets and all the other podcasts, it seems like, except for maybe one or two that aren't necessarily out on the Twitter and Instagram streets right during the episode, seems like a lot of people who were already out on this season, maybe use this episode as the final, final straw after last week was like the final straw. I don't know. I think those people are insane. I think they're crazy. I think they're correct in some of the things they're complaining about. I will complain about a few of them myself here this evening, but uh, some of the things even I complain about, I have to admit are pretty gosh darn entertaining. And in this episode in particular, I might have done the exact opposite of certain people, but uh, that doesn't mean that they weren't being entertaining in their diabolical and aggro nature. I'm looking at you, Jay. We will, of course, cover that and everything from this episode. Quick programming reminders before we do. And it's just that this is going to continue next week and the next week. And I think for the entire year of 2024, we're probably just going to be, I think we're going to get at least 50 episodes of Battle for a New Champion, which I'm only kidding. Now that we got the purges and everything, I think, I don't know how many episodes we have left, but people are going to start going quick if we're losing two minimum per episode and now we've got what 13 at the end of this uh 14 at the end of this episode something like that so it's gonna start going pretty quick and i don't think we have too many episodes left but we will be here covering it every wednesday night until it is over at which point we will move on to hopefully all stars four we've started to hear some march dates not that far away survivor coming back we'll see what tony and i get up to for that season and of course we will start getting you some non-recap content here a lot is being planned right now a lot is being trying to put in the schedule i would like to hope to announce at some point in the not that distant future i don't know how distant but hopefully not that distant future a bunch of big stuff coming so 
that's what we're here to do tonight. That's what the next couple of weeks and months look like for the show. Thank you, as always. Follow, subscribe, wherever you are listening. Rate, review. If you don't mind, those help a lot, a lot. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. A lot to talk about. Episode 15, Be Fank. Here we go. Kick things off at the uh, with the house segment. We are going to walk through the episode old school style here, and I probably should have said up top, but recovering from quite the illness here last week in New Orleans. Amazing time in an amazing city that I'd never been to before, but it also kicked my ass a little bit and uh, ended up really knocked on my ass with quite the cold flu, some something something of those sorts uh, over the course of the last few days that I'm still feeling the effects of. So if my voice sounds a bit different this week, a bit nasally, what have you, that is why I am back in my, for those that you know, watching can see, I am at least back in my, in Chicago, in my office studio where I've got the good microphone and everything else. So it normally would have been sounding good again this week, but uh, the nose being completely stuffed, the head feeling like a balloon, that might have something to do with what you're hearing right now. Anyways, now beyond that, let's talk challenge for real at the house. First house segment, really only one thing to discuss, and that is Agro J has officially arrived. Now, he's been around for a couple of weeks. He's been getting a little aggro. He's been lashing out the last couple of episodes. He's, you know, kind of been on his high horse while drunk with power, while maybe secretly hurting a bit on the inside. I net I always look through Jay or look through, look through that. I, I don't look through him. I don't have that ability. I look at him through the lens of knowing his, you know, deep, deep love for the emo music of the nineties and two thousands that I also had quite an affinity for. And is one of the things and why I kind of, you know, have an affinity for Jay outside of the show in a big way, but it does tell me a little bit about his personality, his love for that. And I do see something going on here in this house where maybe, Yes, he had a bunch of friends at the start, but as they started, you know, feeling a way about him having so many friends, he had so many people to talk to and to protect, et cetera, et cetera, as they started peeling away, that he might be taking that a lot more personal on the inside than he's letting on on the outside. So I think he's on his high horse, he's drunk with power, and he's maybe hurting a little bit on the inside and not going to tell anyone that. That's a bad combo. It leads to in this episode, he hasn't looked ideal the last couple episodes, as far as how he's treated some people that he would call friends at the point of time of filming. Um, and it leads to this episode. He's looking, looking his worst as far as how he's treating those around him. And, but he does eventually still get away with it. He opens the episode, getting into it with Kylan, who I am positive. I don't have to ask Kylan. I don't have to check if Kylan came out and said anything about it on Twitter. Uh, Cause he does live tweet these episodes, which I very much appreciate. Uh, but I missed, I missed that. I started the episode a little late. So I missed the first 30 to 40 minutes of Twitter activity regarding this episode. It doesn't matter. I'm positive that Kylan was not looking at a soft, seeing him praying in, you know, set to his, his children and his wife uh, and to his God and everything else. And, you know, having that emotional moment and like looking, pointing, laughing, like, Oh, what a loser or something like horrible. I guarantee you just Kylan does not strike me as a person who would do anything of that sort. Whereas they're laughing and joyous thing happenings going on on stage at the same time that that Asaf was doing that. Sure. As Berna points out later, it probably there's just the optics of it maybe don't look good, but I'm confident that Kylan was not laughing directly at that thing that Jay is like, how disrespectful you would do that at that moment. And also Jay, neither one of you is actually going to get 
physical with each other. We know that. But if he did, I don't, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Kylan's going to work it pretty good. Then Jay goes at Norris again for the voting. For some reason, Norris is the only one responsible for the, the stalemate last week. It is still only Norris's fault. It is not Corey or Ed's fault for being the ones that flip, especially Ed, the one that says your name to tie it versus just letting Emmanuel go in and, you know, Jay having defended his guy, but, you know, whatever. Neither of their fault, not his or Michelle's fault or anyone else's for just saying, well, dang it, they got the numbers, they tied us. Sorry, Manuel, like it's you're going in. So, you know, it's it's just Narice's fault in his mind, which is which is incorrect. But uh, it's the way he wants to be. Narice <laughs> lets him have it, which he doesn't really have a response to for the second time now that he and Narice have gotten an argument. And she has just clearly had the winning argument. And he has just kind of had to sit there and be like, OK, I guess this is over. And then he when she leaves, starts to try to talk shit about the situation to Michelle, who's like, you know what? I've had it. I'm going to let you know that you're the asshole in this situation. You're the pitch in this situation. What are you doing? Stop doing everything that you're doing and calm down and treat the people you supposedly like and care about like you like and care about them. Good for Michelle in that moment. You know, they do later make up and everything, which I think for game wise at a minimum outside of the friendship and everything else in there, I think, she probably needs to do that later and probably wants to again, as a friend, this was a good friend moment of her being like, look, if someone's got to, if anyone's going to get through to you, I hope it's going to be me. And I'm going to let you know what's going down here. And that it's not a good look for you. So maybe change your tune. But as we see later, maybe this is in actuality, just the final straw Jay needs to go full villain mode. Then we have the daily challenge. Now I'm going to talk about the daily itself only here, and then we'll do a full segment just on the format here immediately after. So just talking the daily and with the results and everything that happened here on this segment, love a night challenge. Always love that. I love a night swimming challenge. That's super duper fun. It makes it a little scary for the competitors. I don't really want to swim in the ocean or wherever the hell they are in the middle of the night. Doesn't seem ideal. Doesn't seem fun, but it looks cool and it looks fun for us the viewer love getting to see people's paddling skills pre-final in case that comes up in a final you know paddles often in a hand in a final in one way or another so i like knowing if, if they got paddle skills or not another little uh, not not one of the big boxes to check but a little box to check if you got that that could be helpful in the future don't love the individual winner element, as I will say now in every step of the way until the end, and we will certainly talk about here in a moment when we do discuss the format, but that's the one little bit I will put in here. I do not love the individual format. We'll get to that in a minute. Ed, Horacio, Kylan dominate because what do you know? They're a class above everyone else at this point. Those three are going to kick everyone else's this house ass. They have every single thing you're looking for in a challenge competitor as far as in the dailies, in the eliminations, in a final. Maybe not the house politics or whatever. You can you debate that about all three of them or whatever you want to do. As far as lining up at a daily, an elimination or a final goes, these three are head and shoulders above everyone else. Maybe Zara is in their class. Maybe not. Uh, you know, I don't want to say she isn't after, you know, just because of the end of this episode, but um, the puzzle, you know, the puzzles of the math side of things is maybe the one last box she still needs to check, but they dominate as expected. And other performances, just to note, 
One, it did stand out to me that Colleen did much better than last week's, you know, kind of debacle where we we're like, oh, is she now going to be viewed as the layup and everyone's going to want to keep her until the end just for that purpose? Maybe not as much. She does really solid in this. Michelle, Olivia, Berna all do really good and show that they know how to paddle. So again, checking that little, the sub boxes that we check, those three definitely check that box for me. Norris figuring out a way, going into the challenge, being like, I don't like being in the water. This is my nightmare. You know, purge first, and we're going to do the first one in water at night. What the hell? And she finds a way. She gets it done. She gets out of there. So that's good. James and Corey did lag slightly behind the other boys. Not like alarmingly, not like, oh, goodness, whatever. But like they were a touch behind the rest of the other boys who did do extremely well. Emmanuel and Jay doing, you know, not that far behind Ed, Horacio, and Kylan, but uh, still, still just a touch, just a touch. And obviously at the end of the day, Mariah, not looking good, definitely doesn't know how to paddle. Uh, but Raven does a little bit worse, and Raven gets purged, and it's a huge loss for the show. She is a flat-out amazing cast member. Loved having her. Complete 180 from last season where I was like, okay, you know, like Love Triangle's interesting, but I, I don't really know. I don't really see it. We didn't have that much time, and I didn't really feel like we needed a lot more, and then we come into this season, and I'm like, boom. Maybe my maybe my first draft pick in contention for first draft pick of cast members from season 39 that I want on season 40. Raven is is she's in contention for number one draft pick. She's damn sure a lottery pick. She's damn sure needs to be on season 40. She's awesome. She's got everything that I'm looking for in a cast member. And yes, I love that purges are a thing. But then the moment that the first person that went was Raven, I was like, well, gosh. Damn it, do I really do I really like purges anymore? Because I don't think that I do, at least in this moment. So please and bat fight her back for 40. Please, please, please. We need her. We are gonna miss her the rest of the way this season, but I am so glad we did get her for 15 episodes and we saw what an amazing competitor, person, and cast member she is. Now let's talk about the format itself and we'll cover, you know, everything we learned from the daily and from later in the episode, all of it here, just real quick format coverage for you individual dailies last place purge is fantastic i just wish it was guys day girls day and two eventual winners from the start i've been consistent on like i wish the season had two winners i don't like the idea of one winner i don't think it is i mean it worked out once it worked out on vendettas because cara won and if zach wins that on vendettas then everyone is super pissed and you know, it just, it just changes. It just, yeah, it colors the whole thing differently. It's just never worked. I'm sorry. It just hasn't. It just puts you in a really bad position where things could go the wrong way quickly as they are already starting to do here. And it's just not a situation you want to be in if you're the show. And so I think there should be two winners. And if there was, then they could have the setup here, be individual daily last place purged, but guys day, girls day. So this today is a guys day, last guy purged or last guy. Yeah. There is purged or last female there is purged or screw it both. I don't know, but I, I would like to have seen that. Then this would be perfect. And honestly, do a whole season like this. I actually love this idea. I basically, the format they come up with here, if they could do it, it's a guy's day or a girl's day or just both every time. And there was uh, we played this, you know, split down the middle male side, female side, as we typically do. 
I would love a full season like this. Started with 50 people for fuck's sake. Like I'm dead ass serious. Get 50 cast members, get wild and crazy and do an entire season of every daily last place goes home. And then we have an elimination, two people eliminated, maybe four people eliminated on any given episode and knock that 50 down to 20 for a final real fast 15 for a final, whatever you want to do. That'd be amazing. Unbelievable. Please. And thank you. Challenge producers. Take my ideas for once you're, you're struggling a little bit. In the ideas department, you've got some wins, you've got some losses. In a lot of people's eyes, you've just got a lot of losses. I'm at least giving you some of the wins that you do deserve to have, but uh, feel free to take my ideas. But one of those wins for them is old school for the win. They went old school, super high reference ratio here for the rest of the format. So we have the dailies, last places purged, pure individual, got it. Next part. You're going to do an order. The winner of the daily starts a draft order, a la the duel. Then you're going to go the last three people to a secret elimination, a la the exiles from fresh meat. And then you're going to do a three person, same sex or not same sex, mixed sex, excuse me, elimination at the end, a la the island where it wasn't that you went home, but it was three persons to get a key. The other two then have to pitch themselves to not get voted out. So there are references here in this setup to dual fresh meat, the island. That's pretty cool. On its own, just hear that. I'm amazed. I love it. And especially the dual concept. I love the draft order, the picking concept. I think I've even referenced that they should have been using it this season. That's how much I like it. I bring it up a lot. It's fantastic. They kind of botch it a little bit here, but it's still, it's still got to give them their credit for bringing those elements into it. The part they botch is, again, I hate the same sex part. If they actually did dual style, Picking the bottom two is a male, female left at the very bottom. They get to call out their opponent. There's two eliminations. In this scenario, they send those four people to do the secret conquest elimination against each other. Unbelievable, unbelievable. That would have been the best. So some gripes, some wins. Still basically like it. I appreciate the nods to the old school format mixed together. I just think that the mixed sexes kind of... It doesn't totally ruin it by any means, but it basically cuts it in half. It's It was a total 10 out of 10 win for me that was just cut in half by the fact that I don't like the mixed sex portion of it. And and uh, yeah, that's, that's where we ended up on the format. As for how that order goes the first time around, though, Villain J is here. He graduated from Agro J to full-blown Villain J. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, and especially if you listen to Survivor Historian with me and Tony, you know I am all about villains in these houses. I need villains on these shows. The challenge at least still has some here and there. Survivor, you know, I'm just clamoring for it because they kind of almost go out of their way to avoid anyone becoming a villain. Jay doesn't go out of his way to avoid it here. He goes out of his way to become one here, okay? He is pushed behind, you know, beyond his limits. Again, I think he's secretly kind of hurting inside in this situation in the house. I think he's lashing out, and I think he's just accepted it. He's like, screw it. Going full villain. I don't care. I don't want anyone to like me. I'm just going to lash out, lash out, lash out until I'm sitting alone in my room by myself by the end of this season if I am still there long enough to have that occur. 
because that's what I think is going to occur. If he sticks it out, if he manages to not be eliminated in the next couple episodes, I think we're going to get to a point where if he makes the final, it's going to be him and no one else that likes him anymore or is friends with him anymore or is working with him anymore. It's going to, it's going to be him totally isolated if he gets there. So that is, you know, that theory is really bolstered by the fact that he hatches this plot in this episode to put Norris in picking between best friend and boyfriend, as he puts it. And it's diabolical. And for TV purposes, it's amazing. Like, legitimately amazing, okay? It's so mean. It's so diabolical. It's so rude. It's so messy. And, yeah, in, in this season, I'm certainly been team everyone but Jane Michelle, even though Michelle's still my favorite. I just love her to death. But have I still been like on the other team here rooting for the people on the other side of the house? Absolutely. And so for that, in that way, I am torn up about this. Like, how could you do this to Norris? How could you do this to Horacio? Even how could you do this to Olivia? Like, this is such bullshit to all of them. But the uh, the person who's just trying to be entertained by a TV show and not necessarily rooting for anyone in this situation is like, God damn, Jay, are you trying out for House of Villains season two, Traitor season three? What's going down here? Because this 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 move, I, you can hate you can hate him all you want. You can especially hate him for this move, but you've got to admit some part of you's got to admit it's entertaining if you are one of the kind of many J haters out there right now now if i'm narice who is now one, becoming one of the chief J haters i would assume i'm asking questions of jay which you know obviously but of more than just jay i'm asking some questions of michelle Corey, manuel everyone of like hey wait a minute so this was his plan and he pitched it to all of you guys and not one of you was like hey maybe this is like mean like, maybe this is not what we should do. Now, is there any scenario where they can do any other version of this that ends with Kylan, Horacio, and Zara in the final three, which is what they all want? No. So they kind of have to do this. So there isn't much on those three. And ultimately, even if Jay wasn't pitching this, I think as a group, they might have come to this consensus to reach as this is the only path to reach their goal. But still, if I'm her... If I'm Norris, I'm asking questions of Jay first, but then everyone else a little bit too. Now, the two people who shouldn't have allowed this to happen. First off, James. What the fuck, James? For fuck's sake, save Zara. Let her pick between Norris and Olivia. I just used my F word balance, doubled it in like three seconds for you because this was ridiculous. Just pick Zara. And be like, Zara, I'm sorry. You have to now pick between Norris and Olivia. Who gets to go? Who gets to stay? But like, I saved you and you know, Mariah's here. You're here. I'm all good because yes, he's just whatever Mariah says goes. Okay, fine. But Mariah, isn't going to not pick you in the future. She's just not, she's wrapped up in this thing too. She's not, if you pick Zara here, she's going to be a little pissed. Like what the hell? And you're going to be like, look, if I had to pick between her and you, I'm picking you no matter what you're still good. And I want to be a little bit of a part of your alliance, but like that's she's from the UK. She's from my season. She's my only friend in the house left other than you. Like, come on, get over it. 
and you know it's fine and guess what it would have been fine mariah still in the future would have picked james he still would have been a part of you know avoiding elimination if that alliance won the jay michelle alliance won and he might have ingratiated himself just enough to get zara to pick him and be a part of the other lines he could have been in a pretty sweet spot is what i'm saying and he chose to be mariah's fourth chihuahua as zara later says instead and then ed ed also shouldn't have let this happen my man I love Ed so much. I have no idea. I have no idea. I saw so many people. Uh, I, I had not seen this really that much up until this week, but throughout this episode, especially after he makes this decision, which I will say is absolutely weak, and I was I was bummed about it. I disagreed with it. I was bummed about it. But there was a lot of like, Ed is such a flop. Ed is, you know, just horrible. He provides nothing to the show, this, that, and the other. Like, what a waste of a cast member. I don't understand any of that. He's still my absolute freaking favorite on this show. My three favorites haven't changed. Michelle, Ed, and Corey um, in any in any given order. But really, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, I love Ed so much. I think he brings a ton to this show, not just to the fact that he's one of the best competitors we've got going in recent seasons and years here, but also I do think he provides a decent amount. It is pretty good for the show in every aspect of it. He's fantastic. He he did flop with this pick though. I will give I will give everyone that because this was he should. What are you doing? They voted you in last week. Fuck them. Join the alliance that is going to win everything. They even give you the proper pitch too of like, look, look who's on our side. The only one who's going to beat any of us in these dailies is you. No one else in your alliance is going to win a daily, buddy. Like it, and no one else in your alliance is going to pick you, like except for at the bottom of your alliance. So. When we win the dailies and all of our people get picked first, and then one of us picks one person from your side, you're now going to be at the bottom of your list. You're going to elimination every time you don't win a daily, basically. That is what you just signed up for. And so that is why he should have went with them. That was the better decision. Join the alliance. They'll win everything. Go to the final with Horacio, Kylan, Zara, and Doris. Although... The only thing that I think stands in his favor, where I think maybe his head was at, is, you know, last week, he was on the Zach Nichols podcast last week, and uh, he did say on there that, you know, he want part of the reason he stalemated is he is okay with going to the final with the best people. He's kind of interested in that. He thinks it's the best show and is also the most fun and this, that, and the other. And so he was okay with that. But... I don't think he actually meant it because I think the one thing maybe going through his head in this decision is, yeah, this side screwed me over, but I could beat everyone on this side. My competition is Kylan Horacio. Maybe I want them down there in the sand or in this face case ends up being in the field. And so maybe that's why he sticks out with this side that he knows doesn't have his back is because he maybe does actually want to have the easiest road to a win and the easiest road is trying to get one of or both because they still don't know at this point, Kylan and Horacio out. Then we have the Conquest Elimination. That's just, we're just going to call them Conquests. We used to call them Exiles. Now we're calling them Conquests. That's what we're calling them. We're grading them as Eliminations, but that's what we're calling them. You've got the picture by now. Good design. Kind of bullshit that there is a Sudoku puzzle and one of the folks in this is dyslexic and hates math. 
you can't take the math out of the game entirely. So, you know, this is just shit luck for Zara, but you know, I just feel bad. Cause again, I want, I am rooting. If I'm rooting for anyone on this, I'm rooting for that, that side's Alliance. Even if all three of my favorite people are in the other Alliance, I still am just rooting for this, this Alliance to take over the house. Um, and so it just sucked to see Zara put in that situation. I love that the, uh, elimination is during the day. I love that it's in secret. Can't wait to see, hopefully we get to see, you know, I assume we definitely will the, you know, the bus dropping off and everyone, I want to see them all run out fresh meat style and like wait and watch and suspense of who's going to get out of the bus. That was always so fun. Um, and yeah, I wonder how long the wall t- climb took. If Zara had a chance, if she does that first and doesn't have the mud element that Kylan and Horacio had figured out, or at least Kylan had and Horacio followed along with, um, I don't, I don't know. It did. She was making a lot of mistakes on the Sudoku. So I think that was a done deal kind of regardless, but it would have been interesting to know Horacio check that puzzle box real quick. That's for damn sure. Last week I said, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I pondered out loud as I moved him a spot or two down the power rankings of just like, Hey, I guess I don't totally know that he's, he's good at puzzles or math or like how good he is. And last week wasn't looking great for his team on the puzzle and math that they had to do box checked, got this one. No problem. Smoked it, beat Kylan at each and every one of those. And Kylan is, seems to be very good at these sorts of things. So box check for Horacio. And, uh, then after the fact we say goodbye to Zara and then TJ lets these two gentlemen know and lets us at home know how he feels about this cast, which I'm all for. I love getting to hear TJ's actual real opinions. I love him probably going, obviously going off script here and giving us his real opinions and then them still showing it. But he tells them straight up. First, he tells Zara, you lost to the two best competitors in the house. Clearly, I think he says clearly the two best competitors. So he's put these two way up on a pedestal. And then he tells them like, basically, I'm rooting for you. Go win this thing. And says like, I do not want to see you back here. I want you to win the dailies. And then I want to see the two of you go one-on-one in a final. That's what I want to see you again. Incredible from TJ. Love it. Love it. Love it. And again, if I have my pick, I want Michelle or Ed or Corey to win, but, uh, Kylan and Horacio are pretty far up there now too. And I'm going to feel really good when one of them in all likelihood does win this season. And it was pretty badass to see the two of them walking away from the elimination together to end the episode. And just thinking of like, you know, these guys walking back in totally empowered yet again, Walking into the house, you didn't get rid of us. We're here to F shit up. Let's hand out some awards now. Best quote of the episode. Great quote episode. There could have been more nominees here, and I ended up with four. Could have been more. Fantastic quote episode. Thank you to the cast for providing a plethora of options this week. Mariah quote, this feels like life or death for me in my heart's in my ass, and I'm terrified. I don't think that's the exact saying, but I liked it regardless. Heart in your ass, heart in your throat. I don't I don't know how it's supposed to work, but I laughed when she said it, and it got nominated. Olivia, quote, oh my God, I feel like Little Mermaid, but maybe I look more uh, like a drowned sewer rat, to be honest, end quote. Appreciated that from her. Fantastic work, as usual, in the confessional booth for Olivia. And then Zara, back-to-back quotes, one, 
I'm taking personal to a whole new level. That's obviously in reference to James. And then her second one in the winner of the quote of the week, James is Mariah's fourth chihuahua. He's turned into a little bitch and he doesn't even have a voice. I'm blocking him on Instagram. I fucking hate him. I wrote that in my journal as well. End quote, TJ Taxon. Well, you know, it's official if you wrote it in the journal. Amazing, amazing stuff from Zara. Best quote goes to her best moment. Jay and Kylan getting into it a little to open the episode. Michelle telling Jay off nominee number two. The purge announcement just on its own. I had watched it once earlier in the day on the little clip they put out on Instagram and I enjoyed it just as much the second time. Got very excited. I I, I do like the purge element, uh, even, even if, if it could be a lot better, it would be perfect if it was male's day, female's day. But regardless, I like the purge announcement. It was exciting. But the moment of the episode is Nerese having to make the choice. It's a diabolically mean thing from Jay to do, but he pulls it off. He makes it happen. And uh, yeah, it's super entertaining television, even if I felt horrible for the people involved. Episode MVP, Horacio gets some votes. Nerese gets votes. Kylan gets votes. Jay, of course, in his villain era gets votes. But Zara gets the win in defeat. Zara heads out of the game, but does so with one last episode MVP. Now for the power rankings and wishes, because we're not doing predictions anymore because I'm so gosh awful at them this season that we're just going to talk about what we want to happen in hopes that maybe one of them will because we're not going to predict anything because it's just going to all be wrong and uh, and that's no fun. So we're getting rid of that. But the power rankings, we are doing because they are fun and they are important. And we'll do the women's side first where we lost. Number one and number three from the power rankings last week. And we lost number one and number two as far as women that I thought would win or could win this final. And that stood above the rest of the house competitively in a final scenario. Now, was I maybe a tiny bit wrong about Raven if there was a, a swimming paddling element? Maybe, possibly, but I don't I, I think she was the second best female competitor in the house to Zara, who is also gone. So wide open ball game on the women's side. I've got Michelle at number one. I think she's in a good spot to get to a final right now at this point. I got Berna number two, Olivia number three, Nerese four, Mariah five, Colleen six. Now, Mariah, Colleen, that's mostly about the finals ability that I'm kind of I'm kind of losing hope on more than anything else because I think the women's side is a pretty even split now and is kind of a bit of a toss-up as far as how the order and who might end up in eliminations goes. On the men's side, Horacio takes back his top spot. Him and Ed switch places from last week. Horacio number one, Kylan two, Ed three. I still think those three are head and shoulders above everyone else in the house at this point. Emmanuel four, Corey five, Jay six, James seventh. James is the only one I say has no chance of winning this thing. I don't really know that Jay has a chance either at this point. We shall see. I'm not, I'm not crossing off. The only one I'm crossed off. I'm crossed off James. I'm crossed off Colleen. I'm crossing off Mariah. And that's it. I'm leaving the other 10 up, up, up for possibility. I'm open to the idea but I really think this is Horacio, Kylan, and Ed, one of those three who can get to the final of those three, and then what a showdown it would be. I'm fingers crossed we could see all three of them. Let's let's just let it happen at this point. Just put those three in a final. Let it be as individual as possible. No teams, no shenanigans, no whatever, and let the best man win because that would be a pretty thrilling final from just a pure competitive standpoint. As for the predictions, Raven uh, is my first 
finalist lost as far as the midseason predictions go. It is also the one I said would, if there was a female winner, it would have been her, but actually I picked Horacio as my main, main win, you know, here. So we've lost the first, we've got the other seven left. We'll see how those go. I got the other predictions for this from last week to this week. Wrong. Scrap those. Scrap predictions. Wishes only here on out. Purge is only here on out. Wishes only here on out. Wishes for next week slash the rest of the season. First and foremost, ladies, get together. Don't tell the men and be like, hey, you know what? How about the women only pick women? How about that? How about screw these alliances, screw these boys and all their bickering and all their back and forth and all the women only pick women and we don't tell the men that that's happening. We lie straight to their face and we make sure the next elimination is all males. And if you want, Nari, and I think if Michelle, Olivia, and Mariah should just be like, and also to get everyone to agree to this, why not? We all do that. And then like Nareese, we'll let you pick Horacio. You can you can have this be Ed, Corey, Manuel, Jay, three of those four at the end, in the end. We don't care. Ladies get together and make that plan. I want to see that. That would be extremely fun. I hope that trivia is one of the next dailies to kind of even the playing field plus trivia. <laughs> trivia with a purge on the line is kind of hilarious, kind of brutal, kind of diabolical from TJ, the producer standpoint. So I would like to see that. And then I also third and final wish. I want Jay to go into the next elimination and I want Jay to win that elimination and continue this villain run. If we, if we got a villain, let's have a real villain. Let's have him reach the point of no return, get sent to that elimination, but win his way out so he gets to come back in the house because that's the real villain moments. He's got to be able to get out of that bus one time, be like, you thought you had me, you didn't. Maybe he takes out a Kylan in the process. Maybe he takes out... He's he's not going to take out Kylan and, and Horacio. What, who am I kidding? But he still would get to have that moment of stepping out of the car after they thought they'd got rid of him. That's, you know, just would add to this villain run that he has just begun. So I'm hoping that that happens as well. Those are the wishes. Those are the power rankings. Those are the thoughts. That is episode 15 of B-Fank. So with that, thank you as always for being here. Rate, review, subscribe, all of those things that I'm supposed to say and sometimes do, sometimes I forget to. doesn't really matter. If you want to talk challenge with me, at Challenge Historian on Instagram. I am gearing up to start getting into the short form content game on Instagram, answering any and all of your burning questions. So if you've got a great question that you would love me to do a little 60 second short on, on YouTube, on Instagram, hell, even maybe TikTok, who knows, might get wild over here. Send those my way. And I'm not talking like, Who's your top five ever? So I'll, I'll cover those obviously in short form, long form, all the forms at some point in the future, near and far. But if you've got any random little questions, what do you think about this specific thing from this specific season? What do you about think about this specific OG player? What are your three favorite, these random topics from the challenge, whatever you got something you would love to hear the little short snippet of. Here's my answer. Send those my way at challenge story on Instagram. And maybe I will start pumping out some videos, some short form content answering said questions. So with that, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you next Wednesday night. Until then, peace.